You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 482 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I could be an animatronic. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends review movies, TV, and sometimes more, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, our review of Five Nights at Freddy's. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Markellis Reagans, how are you? I am doing good. I'm always in a good mood whenever I'm able to get some new designs up on our T Public store. Uh, I did have a, a little bit of a panic, though. I had put up the the new designs, and I was ready to, uh, you know, go back in and take a look at the store. Just kind of kind of rearrange the shirts to put the new ones right up top. And the website said all of the designs were gone. <laughs> it's like, please upload new designs. Uh, what? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just lose three years of, <laughs> of designs? Uh, so I was panicking. I had like a, a mini heart attack as I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened to all of my designs. So I wrote T Public and uh, just like, you know, in a, in a fit trying to figure out what the hell was happening. I scrolled back, got screen grabs of all of the shirts that were on there originally, just so I had proof to show. And then after a while, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to start over from scratch. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to put the new designs up and those will be the only designs up on the site. And as soon as I did that, all of the other shirts appeared completely out of order, but at least they were there. So, yeah, new designs are on the site. I almost died. <laughs> that would have been the last designs you would have gotten from me because uh, I was panicking. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have some new designs up and some more are on the way. I'm very excited. Awesome. Awesome. And there was a sale this past weekend. So if you missed out on that, now you got to pay full price or uh, wait for another sale. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the site. Uh, definitely follow us on social media and you'll see when uh, the new designs are available. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the hard work you put in there. And uh, I've seen some people in some shirts and they're pretty cool. And I have some myself. So, Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I'm tired. I've been doing um, a lot of things. I don't think I'm yet able to talk about some of those things, but there, there's like something there's things, things for me to do just about every day. Uh, So if I'm not working at my first job, I'm working at my second job. I don't work as much at my second job, but I, I do fill in when people call out and stuff. So I work there today. And then I do some side stuff and then I do some other stuff. <laughs> and, um, I just, I'm kind of tired today. Um, I could stand a vacation, but I can't afford one. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's a, it's a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what about you, Joy? How are you doing this week? 
Uh, in a shocking turn of events, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, my boss at job number one is on vacation. And that means I am in charge of the store while she's gone, which is great. You know, it's part of my training, really. So it's absolutely no issue for me to do the job. It's just exhausting uh, mentally and physically. And I'm just tired, man. I've just been working a lot of days in a row. Uh, and and still trying to get stuff done for the for the podcast and get stuff done for social media, get stuff done for real life, work at my second job, um, get prepped for Rhode Island Comic Con. Just so much going on. I just got to get through this weekend coming up as we record this, which will be the weekend we go to Rhode Island Comic Con. And then we're pretty much just free and clear. Life goes back to what? I consider normal. I'm sure other people out there would not consider it normal, but what I consider normal, which just the, the grind of two jobs in the podcast, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time of year is always crazy. I think it really starts probably in August. I think in August is when it starts. Cause that's when, you know, Mark's got dragon con right. which rolls right into the big E yep. which rolls right into New York comic con, which rolls yep. right into Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh, and Bing Con is in there too somewhere. Yeah, this year they didn't have a Bing Con, but there is Bing Con in there. Hopefully it'll be back next year. Um, and you can even dial it back a little further. And, you know, the beginning of August is usually Terrific Con slash yeah. Fan Expo Boston. Um, it just it just gets nuts for about three months, three or three and a half months of just... Plus, you know, what you talked about last week, you know, Aubrey's uh, Noah's birthday's in there. Yeah, it's it's a crazy time of year. Right, my daughter's birthday, my wife's birthday. Um, it just it, it feels like there there is no stop. <laughs> it's every <laughs> single day something going on, nonstop, even weekends. So I'm excited to get back to the grind of just working my two jobs and going to the movies once a week. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what I'm excited to get get into. But I, you know, I've been working on TikToks. I just posted one today as we record this. I, I did a new way of unboxing an action figure. It wasn't perfect. Uh, I actually made a second one later on in the day, which is a lot better because I figured out how to do transitions and cap cut. But, you know, all this stuff is self-taught. So (laughs) it's trial and error, but I I like it. I think it came out pretty cool. So I was pretty, pretty proud of myself. I was able to figure that out just on my own. So, uh, you know, more stuff like that coming along. I I really want to try to work on some different cool stuff for uh, TikTok slash reels slash shorts coming in the new year you know short form video is kind of like the way things are going so uh I, I i enjoy making them it's fun it's fun for me to do it so you know and because i don't have enough stuff to do guys you know i know you guys were worried about me being bored um, <laughs> yes i also uh just joined the nerd initiative <laughs> jesus coalition with uh you know some of our friends are in there like 3f and nerds and odph um, and it's kind of, like I said last week, a conglomerate of people from different podcasts all working together to provide content. Um, I think uh, I think I have my first comic book review will be coming up this month for them, so or this week for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a way to, to put out some more content and stuff. So, you know, I don't know how much I can contribute because I'm already doing a million things at once, but I'm, I'm excited about it. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my crazy, busy life. I got nothing to top that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to stay busy, you know, like I, I feel like I'm not doing stuff. Like I, I just don't like to lay around the house, you know, you, even anything I could do. Like I'm like, oh, I could be watching a movie to review on the podcast. Oh, I could be um, 
you know, making a TikTok or reading a comic to review or something, you know? So I, I just like to be busy. I like to keep busy. Helps me not think about the march towards death that we're on. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have an exciting update. So this is another exciting update. I said I had nothing exciting going on. I do have something exciting going on. So I, I made a cool TikTok. I joined the Nerd Initiative. And I made it to 147 brand new movies to me this year. Hey, congratulations, dude. So 13 to go to hit my goal for the <laughs> and it, you know I, I watched two movies on saturday night and uh one of them is we're going to be reviewing tonight and the other was uh marshall monks of shaolin temple so thank you Tubi. <laughs> but I, I think i'm gonna make it i think i'm gonna make it because i i looked at our schedule and i'll, I'll have eight movies just if, if i don't do anything other than the podcast so okay you know, that, that puts me at 155 <laughs> and then I only have to watch five movies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You could do that in two months. So I got that. I got it. I got it. So we're going to be good. We're going to be fine. But, you know, enough about us. Let's just talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right. Everybody, you can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com and there you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV, and movie reviews along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, Social Studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Check out our YouTube page, where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And I'm talking about Fans on Patrol, Pop Prism Power Podcast, Cult 45, The Movie Podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain Podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? And we are back. All right, guys. This week, we're going to be reviewing the movie Five Nights at Freddy's, which is now in theaters and also streaming on Peacock. And it's been a while, guys. Did any of you go to the theaters to see this? I did. Marcellus. Hell no, I did not go to the theaters to watch this movie. <laughs> Me neither. And I was actually kind of shocked. I, I was sitting in the living room on uh, Saturday night. And my son went to see it with his friends on Friday. So they, after they got out of school, he came home and got cleaned up and 
went off with a group of his friends and one of their parents took them all as a big group of teenage boys to see five nights at Freddy's because they were very excited. And, uh, Jen said, uh, you're not going to the movies to see it. And I go, no, it's streaming on Peacock. I'm just going to watch it at home. And I went back and I checked my, my app for the Cinemark club, which is the movie theaters that me and Markellis go to that have like a monopoly around here. They have a movie club that I joined and I get points and I can earn free shit. And, I saw Colin bought food with my code, which is good because he got me more points. And I'm trying to build up enough so I have enough free tickets for us to go see the Marvels without having to pay anything. There <laughs> you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm almost there. I have two free tickets already. I'm just waiting on a third. But I realized when I was flipping back through the app, I haven't been to the movies since September, since yeah. uh, we saw the creator. Right. What date was that? I got to look. So that was September 30th. So it's basically been a month. I have not gone to the movies. And, I, and Jen said, when was the last time you didn't go to the movies for an entire month? <laughs> 2013. Yeah. I was like, I don't have an answer for that. I'll say we started doing movie reviews in 2015. So that's about when we, <laughs> that's the last time I had uh, without going to the movies like that. So, wow. But yeah, I didn't go. Mark Ellis didn't go. So Aubrey, it's all up to you to tell us about your trip to the movies to see Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, it was pretty uneventful. I mean, we went like at 4.30 on a Friday. Uh, I had worked a little bit later the day before. So I left a little bit. I left work a little bit early on Friday and uh, I took Noah right after school. So we managed to go at a good time because nobody was really there yet. Everybody was getting out of school and making plans with their friends to go to later showings. So we had a pretty uneventful showing for the most part. So nothing really too exciting. Well, that is uh, pretty disappointing considering we haven't been in the movies in a month. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll take it. And it's much better than the last time I went where those kids were being awful. So that's true. Um, Did Noah like the movie? He did. He did. All right. Colin told me it was one of the best movies he's ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that old people won't understand it. Man. <laughs> yeah, I I could see that. Oh, my God. That is, a, that is an amazing review. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go non-spoiler as always. We're going to talk a little bit about the movie, about our experiences with the franchise, and then we will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So you'll at least know what we thought. If you haven't seen the movie, the rest of you stick around and we'll talk a little more in depth, but to get started, Mark Ellis, I'm going to just assume that you have no interaction with this franchise whatsoever. None whatsoever. Other than people telling me that there's going to be a five nights at Freddy's movie coming out. That's all I know about it. I don't even know if I wanted to play the game. I don't even know what system I would play it on. Uh, it's on PC. I think it's on switch. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They I think they have some on PlayStation too. Like they they re they released some stuff for PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, and Aubrey means PlayStation comma T O O, not PlayStation 2 <laughs> before we get any rude emails. Thank you. <laughs> Aubrey, I know that you know what this is and have interacted with it. I do. I mean, I haven't really played it, but I do know about it and Noah has played it. So I know a little bit more than the average bear. I've also bought him the books for this. So I've sold many Five Nights at Freddy's plushies at GameStop. I do know about it. 
right. Well, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Aubrey. I've never played it. Uh, I don't want to play it. It looks stupid to me. Um, <laughs> the kids uh, both like it. They both watch YouTubers play it and laugh at them. They, um, you know, are into the franchise, I guess. And I also, at job number two, have sold many, many products <laughs> that we just got in. Uh, it's like a clear plastic Freddy Fazbear in a Santa outfit filled with candy. I don't know. I thought this was like a horror thing, like, but apparently, but like little kids love it. So I, I don't get it, but whatever. It's not for me to just to judge, I guess. I I'm sure I liked a lot of stupid shit when I was a kid. Sure. We used to watch shirt tales, Mark. You know? <laughs> anyway, so what we're going to do is, like I said, go around, give our non-spoiler impressions. So Markellis Reagans, you sat down, you watched this on Peacock with yep. your girlfriend? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. What did you think of Five Nights at Freddy's? All right. So I, oh, you know, I'm not even going to bury the lead. I did not like this movie at all. Uh, <laughs> I think it fails as a movie. Uh, there's, here's my thing with these adaptations. If I'm coming in cold and I know nothing about this world, I would want to experience the movie and then in my head go, oh, okay. I can see why this is popular or I can see why someone decided to make a movie out of this, or maybe I, maybe I want to play five nights at Freddy's, you know, maybe, maybe I'm be inspired to do something like that. This movie had none of that <laughs> at all. It was over. And I was like, Jesus, I felt like I just spent five nights watching this movie. <laughs> it was so long and dumb. Uh, so yes, Colin is absolutely right. I'm old. Not for me. Uh, I just don't. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield. You're young um, and vibrant, Aubrey. You, you must have loved this. Yeah. No. <laughs> I um, I did not love it. I wanted to give it a fair assessment um, because I knew that kids like Noah would really love this movie because it's something that they enjoy. And it just... You know, it kind of makes you feel really awful about the future of the world because you're <laughs> like, man, I grew up with Sonic. I grew up with Mario. I grew up with really cool things. And this is stupid. So I did not like it. I didn't hate it. Like hardcore hate it. But I I wasn't really um, I, I think I, I enjoyed watching it a little bit more with Noah who enjoyed it. But at the same time, like, I was like, oh, this is, I don't understand this generation. <laughs> oh, my God. We sound like boomers with a computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, something I was a little worried about, and this has happened in the past with the show, but something I was a little worried about this year is, is I realized uh, I have hidden lists on Letterboxd. Okay. Um, one is how I keep track of my top movies of the year. And, you know, how I, you know, I'm, I'm making a top 10 list basically, but I'm like moving stuff around and adding stuff in as we see stuff so that when it's time for the end of the year stuff that we do, I don't have to sit down and like consciously look. I already know. Right. <laughs> I already have, I have my women crush of the year almost planned out. You know, I have all my stuff planned out, but I realize I don't have a list for worst of the year yet. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, I started flipping through my, my movies and, and this is just one of those years where I hadn't seen anything that just grabbed me. Like, you know, like the year we that men came out. It's raining men. 
I knew right away that's the worst movie I, I'm going to see all year. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. That's the worst movie I saw this year. There it is. You know, there's been other movies like that too, where I'm just like, that's the worst movie of the year done. And it, it's, you know, October, almost November as we record this. And I, I didn't have one yet, but here we are. We, we've, we've got our contender for the worst movie of the year. It's five nights at Freddy's. Wow. Worst movie of the year. Holy I shit. cannot believe how bad this is. And I can't believe the missed opportunities with this where it's, it's, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's just raging because a horror movie is PG 13. I think a PG 13 horror movie can be as scary as an R rated movie and an R rated movie can be as scary as a PG 13 movie. I hate those kind of people. I don't like those people who are just uh, like, Oh, a blade movie, PG 13. It can't be good. Why? Like what? You you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, there's a lot of movies where you could delete a couple swears and take out some blood and the movie is, perfectly fine and now it's rated pg-13 so i'm not one of those people but if you're gonna have a a horror movie shouldn't it be scary even remotely (laughs) shouldn't anything horror related happen in it (laughs) i i I thought you were supposed to spend five nights there like i I think they spent like three um and i think technically they did spend five but after the fourth night like who cares (laughs) who cares what's happening um it was just very long and very boring and it, I, I don't, I can't really go into stuff without spoilers, but you know, it just, I agree with Mark, you know, as somebody who hasn't played the games, but I mean, I know, I look, I knew a little bit more than Mark about it, you know, not as much as Aubrey, but a little bit more than Mark about it. That nothing here made me want to play the games. Nothing here hooked me in and said, Oh, those games might be cool. Um, it was just mostly a two hour boring movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. It was a boring two hour movie. It was just, it was just disappointing and excruciating it felt like an endurance test i agree with you mark it felt like it was five nights long <laughs> so that's what we thought it does not sound very positive but you know at the very least it's streaming on peacock so if you have that service you could check it out and not have to invest too much the actually rest- you know what it is it, it is streaming on peacock but it actually did make bank at the box office it came in close to 80 million so on a, I feel on like a, a lot of uh, kids and their friends went to go yes. see it. Yeah, on a, a twenty million budget, they did pretty well at the box office, and this is going to be the biggest horror movie of the year. So, yeah, <laughs> and I mean it's Blumhouse. So uh, Jason Blum had already come out and said it was the movie was paid, was bro- already broke even before it was released. Um, Unbelievable! The way that they sold rights to different places, including you know the streaming and stuff like that. The movie was already at break even before it came out, so uh, all of this is profit now. So we're getting Five Nights at Freddy's two and three. Um, Don't worry about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean it's streaming on Peacock, and you know because whenever anything is day and date, you know it's automatically on every pirate site imaginable. So. You know, it is what it is. You make your own decision how you want to watch it, but it's out there. You can check it out. Uh, it doesn't sound like we're recommending it, but the only way to continue talking is to spoil this movie. So, Marcellus, please drop the drop and let's spoil Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put you guys on the spot for this one. Uh, Mark Ellis, is there anything that you liked about this movie? Yes. Things that I liked about the movie. It actually has a really cool visual style. Uh, You know, I'm thinking low budget Blumhouse. Like, I'm sure there's not going to be that much. 
not, I don't want to say talent, but I don't think that that much effort is going to be put into setting up these shots. Uh, and I was surprised that the cinematography in this movie is really good. Like I was stunned how, how beautiful some of the shots were. Uh, and you know, it wasn't just like very static, like camera shots. Like there was actually some pretty decent tricks done with it. So I appreciated the fact that there is some talent behind the camera. I thought the, the way that they designed the movie so that you couldn't really tell what year it was happening in. Uh, they kept saying that it took place in the 80s, but they didn't say if this movie took place in modern day because everyone used landline phones. And then when you did see a character with a cell phone, it was one, it was like the old brick phones, like the old Nokia brick phones uh, from like the early 2000s. So they did a good job of not pinpointing a uh, particular time frame that the movie happened. So they can go anywhere. They can, you know, they can say it takes place at any time and they can do any kind of flashbacks, which I thought was kind of cool. And, you know, I know it's based on a video game. So I'm thinking it's going to have like video game type of scenarios, you know, big boss battles and all of that stuff. I really did appreciate the fact that they introduced a more dramatic story about this character and, and, you know, his brother disappearing and the guilt that he felt for that and how he was trying to cope with that. Um, also, uh, Josh Hutcherson, uh, I always thought was a really good actor. I thought he actually delivered a lot of good stuff in this movie. I mean, the movie is what it is, but his performance uh, for when he had to play those dramatic scenes, I thought was great. So, um, yeah, there were some things that I I genuinely did like about this movie. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, <laughs> what did you like about this movie? Uh, I did like Josh Hutcherson. I thought I thought that he was really good. Um, he also did a really good job in the role he was in. I'm not used to seeing him in that type of role, so it was very different, and I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the actual like scenery and stuff. Like I think they did a good job with Freddy's. And, you know, it really looked like that old school pizzeria kids hanging out type of place. And I liked the aunt. I thought that she was kind of, she would like the actress. I thought that she was a good actress and she did good in her role. And yeah, that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Josh Hutchinson is the star one of these stars of a movie we'll be reviewing next year, The Beekeeper. Okay. <laughs> Didn't he? He's he's done a couple of things. I don't know why I called him Josh Hutchinson. Um, he's he's he was in Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah I don't know why Hunger I Games. called him the wrong name. <laughs> he was in Firehouse Dog. <laughs> he was in journey to the center of the earth <laughs> he is in motocross kids where they ride motocross bikes with a monkey <laughs> i'm not joking i'm looking at his fucking looking at his letterbox right now here we go no one wins alone evan reed is the best motocross coach in the country after leading his daughter kelly to the national championships he sets his sights on a more personal challenge Saving a local dirt track from an evil biker gang. <laughs> when Evan's best rider injures himself, a surprising substitute teaches Evan and the kids that anything is possible. And we clearly see on the package here that it's a monkey. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's right here, but I think we got to add motocross kids to the schedule. here. <laughs> Whoa, hold on a second. Just scroll down here. Starring... Not only Josh Hutcherson, 
but Lorenzo Lamas, renegade himself, <laughs> and Gary Busey. Oh my God. Yeah, it's I'm on. gonna add that to the list. Motocross <laughs> <laughs> kids coming soon. So is their podcast. Anyway, what did I like about this movie? Um, I'll agree with you guys. The uh, I want to say I don't know what word you use for it, and that's horrible for a movie review podcast. But like the sets, the uh, I don't want to say cinematography because it wasn't the cinematography, but the way everything looked looked really good. Um, all the uh, monsters, I guess, or the robots, whatever you call them the animatronic people, those were all practical effects. Um, and I thought it looked fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I think that that really helped the fact that those were all practical or mostly practical. There might've been some CG in there. I think the cupcake may have been CG, mm-hmm. but I think for the most part, the Freddy people, <laughs> the animatronic people being uh, practical effects really worked for this because it could have looked awful. <laughs> It could have looked real bad. And I never was pulled out of it by being like, holy cow, this looks like shit. So the best thing I can give this movie a compliment is that it looks great. It does not look like garbage, even for being a, you know, basically direct to streaming low budget Blumhouse production. Uh, They probably spent half the budget on those fucking suits. (laughs) It looks it looks really good. Um, Yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. So, uh, Mark Ellis Reagan, how about things you did not like about this movie? All right. Things I didn't like, uh, get your list out right now. Seriously. Um, the tones of this movie did not match at all. Uh, I was very invested in the story of a man who was trying to keep his little sister in custody, you know, keep the custody of her, uh, without, you know, relinquishing her to the evil aunt and, you know, the troubles that he was having trying to do that. I was very invested in that story, him coming to copes with what happened to his little brother, uh, all of the dream theory stuff, like all of that stuff was very interesting. And then it turned into (laughs) him fighting puppets. And then I'm like, I don't know if I care about any of this. Also, I thought this was a horror movie. And, you know, there was one good scene where the, uh, the people came in and and you know, they were they broke into the place during the daytime when he wasn't on duty. So I'm still not sure how he would get in trouble for that. But you know he left broke, the door open. That's why. Did he, but did he really? I don't know. They, <laughs> no. didn't, they certainly didn't show it. I just see the guy going. I think I found a way in. And you know we're just looking at the side of a building. So what's the what's the key? Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, and he's like, all right, we got to get in there. We got to be quick and get out of there. And then they're just like dilly dallying around and there's noises happening and they're slowly walking around. I'm like, what is, these are the worst criminals in the world. They deserve to be eaten. So I was glad to see them kind of get their comeuppance. But then that was it. I'm waiting for more horror movie stuff. And it felt like that was the only scene. Yeah, we got that one. It wasn't obviously it was PG-13, so it was cut. But like we got that one sequence where Freddy bit the girl in half. Right. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the cupcake thing I thought was just dumb. Basically, the script just did not. And then you get to the third act where they kind of wrap everything up. And none of that made sense at all to me. I just could not wrap my brain around it. So the little kids were spirits. Uh but they're actually inside of the bodies. And then a little girl drew a different picture and that shifted the tide. Like the, the story is a mess. Uh, <laughs> and I just could, it just did not make sense to me at all. So uh, yeah, 
you can make the set design and you can turn in the best performances and you can have the best cameras and all of that stuff. If you're building it on a really shitty foundation of a script, none of that matters. And uh, I think the script for this is horrible. And then Matthew Lillard <laughs> showing up. I mean, I thought he was good at the beginning. I thought he was okay. But then, you know, when he gets the big reveal at the end, I'm like, what is this makes no sense to me at all. And his daughter, like the, none of that stuff at the end makes sense to me. So yeah, I just could not wrap my brain around this movie as much as I wanted to. <laughs> All right. Aubrey Litchfield, how about you? Um, I agree with everything Mark says. Like it it's the story is a disaster. It 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 goes in one direction and then it goes in another, and you don't know which story you're supposed to care about. There's at least like three, four stories going on at once. And they all involve the same people. So there it's not like it flip-flops between a million different stories. Like it's all one story with four stories going on at the same time. And it, it's it's a lot. And it it's not executed well. I did not enjoy the sister at all. I thought that she was obnoxious. I thought that her speaking with the animatronics was obnoxious. I thought that their relationship was obnoxious. Everything about her was, I didn't like it. I also didn't like Vanessa. I thought she added nothing to the story. I know that she's a real character in five nights at Freddy's, but she added nothing to this movie at all. Her whole relationship with Matthew Lillard was stupid. You could tell Matthew Lillard was the the killer from the beginning. Like there was no surprise or like you you didn't there was no anticipation for anything. There was no jump scares like what the game is supposed to be, which I thought was really stupid. This is the whole point of the game is it's a jump a jump scare game and there's no jump scares in the movie. I appreciated the um I appreciated the the scenes where like he eats the girl in half and they put the the mask on the security guard and like I I appreciated those because I know that it's a PG-13 horror and I could handle those but the actual movie itself was not executed well at all all right. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure Mark will remember. I'm, I'm sure Aubrey has not watched the director's commentary of Mall Rats on DVD. <laughs> yes. But do you remember, Mark, uh, Kevin Smith told the story about how he had this whole sequence, like almost 45 minutes at the beginning of the movie about their lives before they even go hang out in the mall. And somebody that worked at the studio said, if you're going to call the movie Mall Rats, you better get them in the fucking mall. Right. Um, <laughs> So if you're going to call your movie Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, could you have anything that has to do with Five Nights at Freddy's happen for the first like hour of the movie? (laughs) I'm like, what am I fucking watching here? It's like a a somber study on this guy whose brother got kidnapped and he's having trouble sleeping. (laughs) What the fuck am I watching? (laughs) I, I couldn't believe how it was glacially paced. And I, I just couldn't believe how boring and slow it was. I expected it to be stupid. Like Willie's Wonderland is stupid, right? But <laughs> they get you in the in the fucking restaurant and they get him fighting monsters within 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we we know what we're here for. Let's get it going. Um, you know, like this was just like it felt like it, it nothing was happening. And 
I don't know anything about the franchise. So like, you know, my son was trying to explain to me like at the end, like this and that and that from the game and this lore and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but none of that was on the screen. Like, I don't care about any of that. I don't know any of that. So it means nothing to me. All I have is what's in front of me on the screen. And, and it was just excruciating. It took forever to get going. And then he's finally a security guard at the place. And we're like, okay, now we're going to, you know, now we're going to get going. And all he does is take sleeping pills and sleep through his whole shift. <laughs> so, I mean, occasionally he would open up a locker and there would be like a, you know, a weird little doll or something in there. Right. But like the animatronics were probably like, oh, cool. We're going to get to terrorize and kill this uh, new security guard. And then they go in the room and he's just fucking sleeping. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a fuck. Um, and it's, but I, I, that's, that's not how like life works. <laughs> like I know, like, I think the point was to like, murder him or something i guess but like if you've ever worked third shift like that's not how life works you just work and then you sleep all day you don't sleep all day at your job and then (laughs) come home and hang out with your sister slash daughter all day um (laughs) yeah so i mean it it just just in terms of a movie that i'm watching it it was just glacially paced like it i when i saw it was two hours i was like oh no and (laughs) because i expect this to be like 90 minutes like tight like Here's some scares. Here's some animatronics and some PG 13 gore horror. And then we're done. And it was like, I don't know what they were thinking with that <laughs> forever. And then, uh, and I agree with you, Mark and Aubrey with the story. Like it's like the, there's kids, there's ghost kids. Are the ghost kids, are they ghosts? Are they real? Are they in them? Are there bodies in the thing? Well, then if their bodies are rotting away in the animatronics, shouldn't they smell horrendous? But they were like playing with the animatronics and having like a tent fort with them. So they obviously yeah. don't smell like rotting dead bodies. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just it's it was like borderline incomprehensible uh, at times. And like you said, Mark, then she drew a picture. They like pictures. Okay. But then she drew them a picture and then she showed them a picture. I don't I don't fucking understand <laughs> what the fuck happened at the end. And then Matthew Lillard comes out. It's like, was he there the whole time? Did he just come in while everything else was happening and no one noticed him and he got changed? Like, like how did he get there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to assume he just came in through one of the, uh, the vents. secret entrances that, that, that the police officer was talking about. I just, I, I don't, why was the police officer so clandestine about what was happening? She was really obnoxious and I hated her. Like I can get it if it was just, the main character it was what was his name? Mike Scott yeah. something. Mike. Mike. It was just Mike. But when his little sister, who's like, you know, I wish she like seven or eight is getting involved with this stuff. Like I, I kind of agree with Mike, like getting angrier with her at the end of the movie. Like when were you going to step in and be like, you know what? Maybe we won't hang out with these things. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you shouldn't bring your ear sister to, to this place. <laughs> like she knew the whole time what was going on. She, she didn't step in until the very end. Very strange. Well, that's that's just that she's she's been a part of this whole thing for a while. Like many security guards have gotten chewed up in this place and she's been covering it up for her dad. But for some reason, when Mike shows up with his little sister slash daughter, uh, that changes everything. And then are we supposed to believe that Matthew Lillard kidnapped his brother? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah, kidnapped and killed him. Didn't put his body in one of the little, uh, <laughs> one of the animatronics for some reason. But he had an extra animatronic in the back. They were going to put uh, Mike's 
sister slash daughter in. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> sure. So they fight, blah, 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 blah. The animatronics turn on Matthew Lillard and yep. then they just put him in a room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Five nights at Freddy's two. <laughs> the night never sleeps. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's comma, colon on the move. <laughs> but like what what so what why was that like supposed to be a satisfying conclusion? Like they didn't kill him, he didn't get his combupance, and they just left him in a room. Dude, your guess is as good as mine. Dad. This movie just left me left me with more questions. Like what so Mike lost his younger brother. Mm -hmm. Now he's taking care of his younger sister. What happened to their parents? Didn't they, they say ever... their mom died and their dad ran away? Is that what happened? Because I completely missed that. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Their mom died and I thought their dad died too, but they did make it seem like he ran away. So I'm not quite sure. But the um, his parents were so broken up over his younger brother getting right. kidnapped that they then waited 15 years, had another kid. <laughs> then she died. Then her dad ran away. So that must have happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't so then um, her aunt from Benny and June wants to. Uh, <laughs> she wants to fucking keep her or something. I I don't know. There's like so many plots going on in this movie. And like only one of them has anything to do with Five Nights at Freddy's. So can we just like concentrate on that? Like. Oh my god! And also, the aunt died. Like one of the Freddy creatures shows up at the house and kills the aunt. Like this poor girl. You see her at the yeah, end. And nobody movie. like talks about her dead body either. No. They just move back into the house and everything is fine. Yeah, they, nobody liked her. So <laughs> dead body. What dead body? So then they're just going to move back into the house and just leave those things there. Yeah. Does he still work there? <laughs> Yeah, who does he talk he's to? He's unemployed again. Now he doesn't have to worry about having a job. I mean, he he put in five nights, so he should get paid for something. Uh, Matthew Lillard is dead, so who's going to pay him? Uh, but I like he just left those killer animatronics there, and it's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. What? I just I, <laughs> right. when the when the space marines show up in the next movie to burn the place down. Five nights at Freddy's is. <laughs> Mark's going to walk up to the whiteboard and add an extra S. That's a dollar sign. That's how we're getting it made. Oh my God. Yeah. This movie is an, the script is an absolute mess. It doesn't make any sense. As you can see, we're trying to puzzle our way through it right now. And for the most part, it's just boring. How do you make a movie about animatronic creatures, killing people, boring. They found a way. <laughs> yep. I just do not understand what they were going for with this. And I, and the lore stuff at the end makes absolutely no sense to anybody that hasn't played the game. So I'm just sitting there like lost. I'm like, well, at least, you know, we're getting the final 15 minutes is going to be all them fighting the animatronics and blah, blah, blah. No, no. It's a bunch of fucking exposition drop that makes no sense whatsoever. Right. And the end result is they left Matthew Lillard sitting in a room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. A um, couple questions for you guys before we rate the movie. Uh, Aubrey, this or Willy's Wonderland, which do you think is better? Mm, 
Um, probably this just because I watched it with Noah. And so that kind of adds a different layer to it. Mark Ellis. Because I, I know you hated Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> I, I did hate Willy's Wonderland, but uh, two things. Uh, number one, this movie makes Willy's Wonderland look like Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> it's like fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and Cole 45 recently did a review of Willy's Wonderland that kind of made me appreciate the movie a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, definitely Willy's Wonderland above this movie, hands down. I, I am in 100% agreement with you. Uh, I w- dreamed of Nicolas Cage coming out and just beating the <laughs> fuck out of one of these animatronics at some point. Cause this was awful. <laughs> at least that movie knew it was stupid and goofy and just went for it from the first scene of the movie rather than whatever the fuck this was. So trying to have an Oscar winning turn for uh five nights <laughs> at Freddy's for 45 minutes before we got any nights fives or Freddy's. So <laughs> A lot of ats, a lot of ats, but um, yeah, just was not a fan. So the only thing left to do, the only thing is to score the movie from zero to five with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for five nights at Freddy? Uh, I'm going to give it a one and a half. <laughs> All right. Markellis Reagans, what about you? Wow, I'm right there on the same page as Aubrey. One and a half. Still still not the worst horror movie I've seen this year, but it's pretty bad. Wow, you guys are generous scorers. I am going to go with a one out of five. And that one is almost entirely based on set design and the animatronics. Sure. <laughs> the practical effects. Everything else in this movie is a disaster. <laughs> and it is the worst movie I have seen this year. So we only got a couple months left. So it's going to be hard for anything to show up and dethrone it. But this has got to be one of, if not the worst movies I've seen this year. But obviously, based on the box office, a lot of people think quite differently. So maybe we got it right and maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Ah, shit. I really don't have anything. Um, Noah's been watching Godzilla Singular Point, actually, on Netflix, and he says it's really good. So I'm going to recommend, in Noah's honor, Godzilla Singular Point. All right, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch anything extra either this week, uh, but I will recommend checking out our T Public store. Uh, new designs are available, and uh, some more cool designs that, I, well, at least ones that I think are cool, are coming soon. Uh, so definitely support. You don't have to buy a T-shirt. You could buy a, a magnet. You could buy a coffee mug. You know, stickers, uh, stickers, buttons, all types of things. They don't have to be T-shirts, but the T-shirts are awesome, and the sweatshirts are awesome too. So uh, yeah, definitely check out our. T public page. Well, I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content and now extra movie reviews from our boy Stu from the SWO podcast. Sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam is dropping videos like crazy. We have New York Comic Con stuff coming probably through the end of November. So just keep checking back for more stuff. The Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. 
You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. It's the only place to hear us discussing new trailers, news, and more every single month. And you support the show when you do it. I will recommend a couple things. Um, as we record this coming up the next weekend, November 3rd through the 5th, 2023, at the Rhode Island Convention Center will be Rhode Island Comic Con. Myself and Mark Ellis will be attending as press. So expect some cool coverage coming up across our socials and uh, on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I, I will also suggest that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I suggest. You know why? Because I wanted to review the movie we're going to do next week for like a year and a half. And I, I just don't even believe that it's going to be available for us to watch, but we're hoping and praying to review the outlaw Johnny black next week, which will be hitting VOD. So if it really does hit VOD, you should check it out and then come on back. Cause then you will be here on episode 483 reviewing that, but that is going to do it for episode number 482 in a row of the so is Your podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I could be a security guard. <laughs> well, I mean, if you get to sleep the whole time, why not? Right? Yeah, exactly. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagan. Uh, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.